Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Welcome back to the School for Small Business podcast. I am your host, Stacey Millard, and I am so excited for this episode because to me, it is unique. I recorded an episode a couple days ago. At this point, it will probably have aired a week ago for you. And I was talking all about how one of the mistakes that I have made over the last year is feeling a little bit in my head about where I am at and feeling like a beginner in my space again, where I think that's totally okay. But along that process, I kind of forgot where I came from. I forgot the advice, not forgot the lessons, but I forgot to show up as that powerhouse that if you had seen me, like, let's say two years ago before I sold my accounting firm, when I walked in the room, I remember people said, like, you took notice, you knew that there was incredible knowledge there, a desire to help there. And when I left that business, I, for whatever reason, adopted a mindset of like, I don't know who I am anymore, which I think is pretty common. I hear from like, people who retire, obviously, I'm not retiring, I don't think I'll ever retire. But in this space for me, I just I kind of lost my identity. And I kind of forgot that none of that is gone anywhere that is all still inside of me. And as I started to find more ways to help over the last year, I've like re found all of that in myself. Like it relit the fire that had seemed to kind of like dwindle out a bit. All of that to say, I really wanted to share with you some of the pieces of advice that I've been getting in rooms that I've been in. One of the ways that I like rekindled myself was just putting myself in a place with entrepreneurs, again, where I could pour into them, where I could share the advice that I had to give, where I could help them with their businesses. And helping is a really big theme in my life, and I love to be able to help. So I started doing that. And it just has this amazing effect. One, it could be a little bit selfish because it totally lights me up. But number two, like the impact impact that I've had on those people that I've been helping I know goes a long way as well. So I am super excited to share with you some of the big themes that have been coming across. So the one that I've noticed, I'm a big patterns person, but the one that I've noticed is every single person struggles, has a struggle, decides that there's a struggle, and every single one of us goes through shit. And What has really stood out to me is that the people watching, people who've had like eight-figure businesses, nine-figure businesses, really the only difference is if they let that scared, let that, you know, challenge that came up, let them play small, or if they just had this way of like an immunity about it. So that's one thing that I'm like really looking to cultivate in myself Because I think that when I look at these people in the room that I'm with, I'm like, I wish I could inspire you. I wish I could show you 
what we all see in you. I wish, you know, we could give you a bigger outside in picture so you could realize you're so much further ahead than you think you are. What I realized is though, that's an inner job, right? Like I don't know that I can help those people. I can cheerlead them as much as possible, but they could probably have somebody on staff cheerleading them all day. And unless you believe it, it's not going to go anywhere. So that's the inner work. And I recognize it and I just look at it for myself and I'm like, okay, I need to do that inner work. I need to make sure that I'm investing in myself and like really believing in what I want to do and what I know I can do. Some other things that have really come up is watching people in all of the areas. In person is like the biggest thing right now, where if I look back like a couple years ago, we saw this like influx of courses. And I think it was fun because it was like, there was like a star factor to some of the people putting these things out and we're like, oh, we could learn and like it fits with my schedule better. But a couple things are like post pandemic, we are all zoom burnt out. You know, we've been online too much. There is a lot pulling at our attention still even more than maybe pre pandemic. There's so much pulling at our attention. And we all want the fast track to get there. And I think what people have learned is that the courses are not giving them the fast track to get there. Okay, courses are really great in a lot of different concepts. But what I'm watching other business owners that I know attempt to do is like the advice that we're giving constantly over and over and over again, or that I'm giving is like, how do you get in person? How do you get one to one with people? So for example, I'll be re-releasing Profit on Purpose in the fall. And one of the things I've been saying to people when they're like, well, what's the format? What's it going to look like? Is I will never do a course that doesn't at least have an option to have time with me. It will never be like, I remember I bought a course on building digital courses and it was like, I never had time with the person who made the course. And then I, you know, you get stuck trying to apply it. And so that is one of the things that I think will differentiate everything that I do is that I will never, ever, ever, like I would never buy a university course and not have access to the professor. And that is no different. But even shifting that to other ways of thinking is like, you know, how are you marketing? Are you getting yourself out there in person? Like maybe it's online, you know, coffee chats and meetups, or maybe it's literally meeting in person where you're, where some of your clients might be, but it is like, go find the people and talk to the people. We're no longer building courses. We're no longer building social media platforms where there's not like a one-to-one personal connection. So maybe that's, you know, setting up coffee chats with the people on your social media. And I understand the theme here, like the argument I know that I will get back is that like, oh, that doesn't scale, Stacy. But you know what a really good business is built on? A platform of something that wouldn't have scaled. I'm not saying you're going to do this forever, but you are going to do it long enough that you've built a brand for yourself, that you've built a knowing and a respect for your knowledge and what you do, that it's like culture, right? It's no different than employees. When you're trying to build something, you have to say things to them repeatedly of like, this is how we do things here. This is what we're about. This is the type of people we are. And you say it repeatedly until it's its own sort of generator that generates that feeling without you as the CEO having to infuse that with your team. And like, that's how you build your business culture. And that's no different than your reputation and your brand and what other people from the outside see you as. You have to do things enough that it'll have enough buzz that when you're no longer, you know, taking a coffee chat with every single person that you meet, then 
Everybody has such a knowing and love for you that it generates all that attraction itself. So you have to do what doesn't scale so that you can scale. So that is something that is like really kind of hitting hard. The other thing that is hitting in like so many different directions is the need to understand marketing. That is exactly why I did well in my first business. I knew how to talk to people about their pain points. It was an instinct of like, I can make life easier for you and here's how I can do it. So if you don't understand copywriting, like take a $200 copywriting course, which really just teaches you to get out of your own head, stop thinking about the features. Like we start getting into like creating a service offering and we're like, okay, this is everything that they're going to get. And like, they do not care. Tell them how you're going to make their life different. That's what copywriting is about. And to me, that's one of the most like foundational pieces of marketing and then understanding where your people are. And I'm just like giving that advice over and over and over and over again. I want you to really think through And this is like the advice when business owners like, I think I'm going to do this because they've heard it somewhere. And I'm not going to say terrible for it. But like this happens to me too, as I hear something that created success for somebody. And I always have to stop myself and be like, will that have the same result for me? Because I am different. My business is different. How I operate is different. One of my best friends in business operates completely differently than me. And I've caught myself comparing and then like wondering why it doesn't work for me. It's like, I'm a different person. So You really need to think through things that you hear. So a great example of this is podcasting. Like everybody's so hot to have a podcast right now. And I think podcasting is phenomenal. I personally love it. But you need to invest in like, why are you wanting to do it? What are your your desired outcomes? A lot of the time when I'm talking to people right now, it's a marketing effort. They want visibility. So it's like, are you setting the podcast up in a way that you're going to get that visibility? Like, where could you improve it? Are your people wanting a podcast? How much time is it going to take? When I start fitting it into the five pillars that I've talked about in a previous podcast episode, it's like, you know, are you going to have enough time once you've done the podcasting? Are you going to have enough time to, you know, have sales calls or take on new clients? So really looking through some of the results of your decision. And if you're like, well, I was going to do it to bring on new clients then maybe there's a better way. Maybe you just go on a podcast tour on somebody else's podcast, like trying to do that way instead of having your own. Or maybe you look at it and here's another really great example. Like my friend Lex Roman, super easy digital. I am obsessed with her because of her approach to finding leads in your business. She's always asking like, where are your people? And I've said it and I'm just like so aligned with her on this that I'm like, she helps people do this. But I'm like, my mindset on it is so aligned that I'm always just obsessed with her. So where are your people? So like if you're a chiropractor and you're not fully booked or you're a fitness professional and you're not fully booked, if basically if you're any service provider right now and you're not fully booked, Social media is not my first place to tell you to be. And I definitely don't think you need a podcast because the commitment that you have to put in is so time consuming. Another great example is like for those professionals, it's like not blog posts, like go find where your people are, right? If they're in a gym, go to the gym, go work out with them. If they are meeting up for some other reason, like maybe they've got their gym goers, but maybe they've got a a hiking club, like go join the hiking club. Because if you're there teaching them like, hey, like this is how I do my fitness, this is how I do my nutrition, that is going to go way further than like I created a podcast, right? Some of these efforts are like, 
we forget that there's so many businesses out there that are generated that don't even have an Instagram or a Facebook page and they're making a million dollars a year, right? So that idea that you need to be in person or you're needing connection, the human connection, and you need to go to where your people are. That is one of the biggest blind spots I see is like, I love podcasting. I think there are definitely people like right now, another friend is writing a book and I'm like, damn, like you need to be writing a book or like you need a podcast. Like that's your space. Like you need to have something available where you're showing more of that thought leadership and you need to do it in a big way. You're generating lots of publicity. So a podcast is phenomenal, but you're really having to make this about you. And this is where you need to hone your skills because right now I feel like in general, there's a race, like we're all entrepreneurs, we want to do something big, and we're so excited, but there's a race to like the finish line. And sometimes we are missing the roadmap to get there, because we're so eager just to be at the finish line, that we're like missing the signposts along the way of like, you know, just because somebody else did that, and it created success doesn't mean it's going to for you. Hey, it's Stacy here, and I have some exciting news that's going to make such a huge impact on your business journey. I created a guidebook called The Profit Playbook, and it's game-changing just for entrepreneurs like you and me. I'm incredibly passionate about doing only things that move the needle, and I poured only the most impactful and highly implementable tools, tips, and strategies into this guide for you. You better believe I took the 15 years of experience that I have working with thousands of business owners, as well as my own seven-figure success story, and I'm making it all available to you. We're going to dive in and explore why profit is truly the key that unlocks business success. You'll understand the levers that can drive more profit to the bottom line while still keeping your heart-led vision intact. And then I provide you 30 incredible ways to boost profit in your business. Imagine the possibilities. The best part is the it's completely free. Seriously, it's on me. I genuinely want to see you succeed. And this playbook is my way of lending a helping hand. Head over to the link in the show notes to grab your free copy of the profit playbook. And let's start that journey toward greater profitability together. I believe we can have income and an impact and live a life we love in our business. And I'm here to support you every step of the way. The other thing that I think, especially in like with social media and podcasting and like basically all marketing right now is that we need to come back to the basics. I'm not a marketing expert, but I think if we come back to like, what is it that we need to do? Do we need to make people feel seen and heard and valued in our marketing? We want them to feel that about our product or our service. Come back to those basics and ask yourself if you're fulfilling them because by the time that somebody has put out a course on how to do something on Instagram and go viral, the algorithm has already changed and it's not going to work the same. So that's one of the big things, even with the in-person, like I'm watching friends who run businesses do a lot of like in-person events that like really bring people into the community and like really bringing things back that way. The other big piece of advice I'm giving over and over again, like you guys know, I love finance, but it is understanding your financials. And here's an interesting thought is I don't think of financial statements like math and dollar signs. And we all think like, well, I wasn't good at math in grade school. Like, that's not even the same thing. 
how we use finance in business or how I use finance in business is more of like the patterns. Like remember when you were a kid and you did like AAB, AAB, and they made you learn patterns. That is what we're learning to create from financial statements is like, we actually want it to paint a picture for us. So I heard some people in the room say like, well, I'll hire a fractional CFO when I do this. And it's like, well, how are you going to get there? Because with the amount of education that you have on finances, if you're running your business, you've probably taken it close to if you're deciding that the finances are your sticking point, you've taken it as far as you're going to go. Now you need somebody new or you need to learn something new right? If you're going to expand yourself, you need to learn a new skill set. And then maybe you hire somebody who's like even higher level thinker than you. But you have to invest in that. You're not just going to hope your way to a, a different business. So how are you investing to learn like, okay, what is my next right step? Like, what is the next thing that I need to learn in order to, you know, take this a step further? The other thing is, is that to me, numbers isn't about just like dollar signs and like, did we make profit? It's like hitting key performance indicators that are like, did we do these activities and did those activities lead to the results that we want? That is what the numbers are about to me. Like, yes, we did this X times and we had X number of success on it and it generated this much towards the bottom line and we're going to use that cash for this. Like, see how it kind of like there's almost a story created out of the numbers. So that is what I'm also like working with people on is understanding like we have to start back a couple squares and be like, what are the key activities that are going to lead to results? And that leads to my next piece of advice is we are just not asking for the sale enough. We are, I'm noticing that in general, people are scared of selling anything. We're scared of asking for the sale. We're scared of getting in front of people. We're scared of asking for what we are looking for. And this is especially true for more service-based businesses. And we need to start telling people what we do and be unapologetic about when we do a really great job doing it. Like I've worked with thousands of businesses and I had an impeccable reputation. And I look back at myself for the last couple of years. I'm like, I need to start saying that. Like, it is not bragging. It is something that I worked incredibly hard for. And I need to tell people like, this is how I work for people. And this is, you know, what I do. And I'm proud at how well I do it. You know, a friend of mine has a social media company. And I'm like, you need to tell people about this. Or podcasting agencies. Like, you can't sit in a conversation and not be like, yeah, I have a podcast company and, you know, this is what I do. So if we want to hit those big dreams, we have to start enrolling people and asking for help and being okay with like tagging people in your social post and saying like, hey, do you mind sharing? If you feel called to, like, I would love for you to do this. Like, thank you. And I don't even know what else to add to that other than everybody is eager to help you. We all want, especially small businesses, like we all want to see each other succeed. And if you act in a way from your heart that you are there to serve people, when you ask people to help you, they're all on board because they know that you are there for the people. You are there to do good work for good people. They know that you're going to give back to the community and they really will help support you do that. Okay, so coming from that service mindset don't also be scared to ask for help. Okay, and the last piece of advice I want to share with you is 
really understanding what your capacity is. As business owners, one of the trends that I'm seeing is that people are taking on so many different things. Like they're taking on social media and they take on all the admin and they're taking all this stuff on. And you really need to understand like what is your capacity and where should you be spending your time? And I think you need to be doing this like every couple weeks in a busy season. You need to be doing it at least once a month, but really understanding like what is your capacity? Because if you say you have a goal of like, I want to do 12 in-person events, like are you clear on what that's going to take? What's it going to take to arrange everything for the event? What's it going to take to you know, facilitate it, to market it ahead of time, to really take advantage of like, you know, the doing things afterwards. Like, did you collect emails? Did you send out photos? Did you say thank you to people? Like, how do you just like focus on the event that you're doing and make it really good instead of rushing through a dozen of them, right? Like quality over quantity, but what is your capacity to deliver on it? So, understanding your amount of time. And if you haven't already done it, like, please just do a time audit. It is incredible when you start realizing how long things take and all the things that you have on your plate. I've done a whole nother episode and can like give you some new insights as well on how I think you should be hiring out positions in your company as you scale. But if you're doing everything, you really need to start looking at like, what is way below my pay grade that I need to, you know, implement help for so that I can be effective in my business. Because a lot of us are operating beyond our capacity. And when we're not noticing that we are not as effective, we are not showing up as our best selves, we're not showing up as our most creative selves. Like, even when we're looking to, you know, advertise this event, maybe that we're planning, we're not showing up with the best language to really get the best results for people and show them how well we're doing. So we're doing more things trying to get there, but it's actually burning us out. So you need to understand your capacity. Okay, I hope you love this episode. These are the kinds of conversations I'm having with you know, other high level entrepreneurs at roundtables with clients, with, you know, friends who have businesses. And I wanted to give you the inside scoop on the advice that I'm giving to everybody. And I would love it if you would share with us any big takeaways on social media. Guys, we want to help so many small businesses. And this podcast is one of the ways we do that. So if you've enjoyed an episode or there's something from an episode, like please share that with your friends, tag us in it. I'd love for them to listen so they also get that same amount of value. And I just appreciate you being a part of the community and also little. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And until next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right, I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know, you want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.